grew and it multiplied. And we started the beginning of the, the year here uh, with devotions, with morning readings. Um, and I pray that you all got that uh, and are able to um, um, see that and access it. Uh, I heard a couple of different people, they don't have uh, Google accounts and different things, and so I'm, I'm trying to get the get the, um, the kinks worked out so everybody can access it. But, uh, praise God, we, we, we're getting about 100 hits a day, uh, people actually getting in and, and, and watching it. So hopefully they're reading scripture too, um, because the more of God's word that comes into us, again, the more it flows out. Um, and it's an amazing process in watching that. But putting God's word is exactly what we're here for, to, uh, you know, as far as Christian people gathering in his name, hearing his word. Uh, you don't need to hear my, my thoughts and, and, uh, and my, my thoughts on things. Uh, you know, we need to have scripture based around it. You're still going to get my thoughts on things. But, but uh, for the most part, you know, uh, I mean, it's going to be based off of, off of scripture. I believe in God's word. I believe in preaching God's word. I, I believe in in us consuming God's word, and I believe us regurgitating God's word in our community, in our people, and in our our families. So that's my prayer for the year. Um, but it's a decision. It's your decision. Everyone has their own decisions made, and and that's what we're going to get into today a little bit. Um, is how do we make godly decisions in our life? And again, we're going to be in Genesis 13. Um, so, uh, it, yes, it's up on the board, but I'm going to encourage you, bring your Bible, open up to, to the scripture that we're going to be looking at each week. Um, get a marker. Get a highlighter. Get a pen. Get a pencil. Mark that dude up. They say a Bible that is worn out. The person reading it is not. I love when my grandparents, um, people in the congregation who have been around for a while, um, you know, when the Lord calls them home, and even even young people a lot of times. But it's amazing um, seeing. I had one gal one time. She was at work every day, every day, and, and she would be marking things up, and she would be writing in, and she probably had five or six complete Bibles, completely full of writings and markings and the different things, and it was so cool going through her Bibles because you could see where God was leading her in her life, and, 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 and to me, that's what the Word of God is for. You know, a lot of times we think, oh my goodness, this is the holy book. And it is. I mean, it's God's word. But we treat it like that. We, we treat it like, well, we can't touch it. We can't, you know, we need to take care of it. And, and uh, the problem is when we do that, it sits on our shelves and we end up blowing the dust off of it because it's never used. Amen? So we need to be looking at anything in God's word and, and, and again, really pouring into it. Um, and again, it comes down to decision making. And, and, and again, we're going to be in Genesis 13 here. And I'm just going to read a little bit. And Gina, I'm going to read and stop a little bit here and there. But um, Genesis 13, it says, Abram, who's going to be Abraham eventually. Then Abram went up from Egypt. He and his wife and all that he had. Now, what was going on here was God told him, he says, I want you to leave. I want you to leave your family. I want you to leave your area. 
and I'm going to take you to a place that I'm going to show you. The problem is he didn't show him right away. He just said go. He said go, and he said I'll, I'll take care of the rest. In other words, he wanted to see A happen before B happened. And, and I mean, he, he wanted to see some movement in Abram's life in order to start showing him what was next. And Lot went with him to the south. Abram was very rich in livestock, in silver and in gold. And he went on his journey from the south as far as Bethel to a place where his tent had been at the beginning, between Bethel and Ai, to the place of the altar which he had made there at first. And there Abram called on the name of the Lord. Now he had his, um, his nephew Lot, he went with him. Now nowhere in scripture said, Lot, you want you to go too. Lot was one of these guys, he said, you know, basically he, he said, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hang out with, with Abram. You know, he's, he's wealthy and we'll hear that. He's wealthy, he's got a lot of livestock. And, and basically, I wonder all the time I read scripture on this, was Lot actually supposed to go with him? You know, was this actually going to you know, be beneficial for what's going on and what God had for him. Because we read next in, 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 in the, it says, for their possessions were so great that they could not dwell together. Chapter 7, and there was a strife between the herdsmen of Abraham's livestock and the herdsmen of Lot's livestock. The Canaanites and the Pezzarites, and they dwelt in the land. Now we hear right here, he's a pretty wealthy guy. He's a wealthy guy. Now, wealth to them wasn't what you drove in, in this morning or what you live in or how much your bank account is. It was, look at all my sheep. Look at all my camels. Look at all the things that I have. And, and this was a lot. I mean, this was Abram. He was rich in livestock. He was rich in the things that, that God had given to him. And we hear that lot did. But what did they have going on? They had some strife happening. How many times in our life do we, we get strife? And, and a lot of times, again, we make a decision on how to handle that. We, we make a decision on either lashing out or just shutting down or running. And we see that, you know, what, what's going to happen with Abram here in Lot. And it, 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 it's, uh, to me, it's, a, it's an example. I, I love looking at Abram's heart. You know, he's humble. He's, he's a person that that is really following God and, and seeking Him out. Verse 8, it says, So Abram said to Lot, Please let there be no strife between you and me, and between my herdsmen and your herdsmen. Now, Lot and Abram weren't fighting, were they? They didn't have a problem. It's their herdsmen. It was the dudes that were, were taking care of the cattle out in the field and their livestock. In other words, you know, hey, I was here first. My cattle's going to get the, the good green grass in the, in the lush fields. You know, you need to go find somewhere else. <clears throat> Is not the whole land before you. Oh, here, let me, let me go back. Uh, verse 8. So Abram said a lot, please let there be no strife between you and me and between our, our herdsmen and your herdsmen. For we are brethren. Is not the whole land before you. Please separate from me. If you take the left, then I'll take the right. Or if you go to the right, I'll go to the left. And the lot lifted up, lifted his eyes and saw all the all the, the plain of Jordan. That it was that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. And this was the land of, of Sodom here in, in, in Jordan. Like the garden of, of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, 
as you go toward Zor. Then Lot chose for himself all the plain of Sodom, and Lot, and Lot journeyed east, and they separated from each other. Now, this is where the decision-making comes into our, our thing. Psychologists say that the first thing that, uh, uh, that enables us to make a decision is, what do you think? Emotions. It's emotions. How do you feel about it? Are you excited about it? Here's Lot. He, he, he didn't go to the Lord. He didn't go to him and, and seek his direction at all. What did he do? He looked up and he saw the plush land. He saw that, man, this is going to be the good thing. Now, we know it has, happens with Sodom and Gomorrah, don't we? doesn't turn out very good. Because uh, later on in, in, in uh, chapter 14 and 14, you know, there's a, you know, um, the king of Sodom who comes after him and Gomorrah comes after him. And, and, and Abraham basically comes and, and rescues him and gets him out of that. But he was working strictly out of emotions. Strictly out of what he saw. That, man, that looks really good to me. And how, how often do we do that in our personal lives? We make decisions out of emotions, out of, out of what, it looks, what, what it looks like. I remember going back to going into ministry for the first time. And, uh, you know, we, we owned our own business uh, for a number of years. And uh, Christine and I, and I might have shared this before, but we woke up and we both pretty much had the same dream that night. That we were supposed to sell everything we had and go into full-time ministry. And to me, that was a, a huge thing. And we started praying about it and looking at it. And, 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 and how God takes care of that when you actually do pray about it, takes care of it with huge blessings. I remember making a decision with her and saying, you know what, this is, this is where we need to go. I, I believe that wholeheartedly. You know, particularly after you're having that dream, I'm having that dream, and God's telling us kind of at the same time what we're supposed to be doing. Because a lot of times it's like I was feeling called to full-time ministry and, and she wasn't and she was one time and I wasn't. And it was like, and finally the paths kind of met together and it was like, okay, this is what we're supposed to do. And I'm not kidding. Within 24 hours, I had my business sold, I had my house sold, and we were ready to get, get going. Within 24 hours. And how God laid that out was... Was there's a company in uh, Minnesota that wanted to buy a, our company out? We we were a specialized printing company, and and we had huge accounts and and, and God blessed us with our, our business for a number of years. And in this company, I called him up and he said, "Yep." He said, "What do you want for it?" And I laid the number out, and and uh, his attorney sent the papers, and, and we were done. The antique dealer in town was a friend of ours, and and she said, "Anytime you're ready to sell your house, see this this house, you gotta you gotta realize." We have a, a big Victorian house. It was humongous for our whole family. And we had just got it restored. This was, this was my wife's dream house. Her dream house. I mean, it was a beautiful Victorian home. And um, anyways, the antique dealer said, anytime. And her too, she said, how much you want for it? There was no haggling, there was nothing. It was like, this is the number, okay? So within a short amount of time, and, and I thought pretty good about myself, you know? And, and, uh, and at the time, we were looking at the Evangelical Covenant Church to go into. And uh, because they, they accepted people to, to preach without any kind of schooling or anything. They needed people in different small churches. But I was feeling pretty good about myself. And, and, and to be honest, we kind of stopped praying. I mean, we still prayed, but it wasn't like the urgency about, okay, what, what, do we, how, what kind of decision do we make about this? 
it was like, you know, you know, your basic prayers, get up in the morning, say your prayer, say your lunch prayer. I mean, we weren't no longer seeking God with that urgency like, like we did before. And it showed. Uh, they said, yeah, we have a church for you out in, in South Dakota. And uh, we went out there, and, and I, thought, I thought it was a done deal. You know, I thought it was a done deal. We got out there, and, and I preached a Sunday, and we had dinner, and they met the family, and all that stuff. And uh, came home, and, and again, we sold the house. We're packing up, and, and, and we're getting things ready to go. About two days before we were actually going to close on the house, and we had to be out of it, that church calls us up and says, we decided to go a different route. Are you kidding me? I got, I got this family ready to go. I mean, at the time, we had four children. And, and it was like, no, I want you to, you know, we, we just want someone to live more experience. So I had sold that house. Where did we go? So I went to a nearby town, and we ended up buying a house that was on the market for a while. It was beautiful, another, another really pretty house. And, and, um, and, and it, was, it was during Christmas, Christmas break at this time, and, and we went over to my brother's house. And my brother Rick is, is kind of my spiritual, well, he's my brother, but he's also my spiritual brother, if that makes sense. Um, you know, he had prayed for us for years about being in ministry, about doing this kind of stuff. And I got out there, and, um, you know, our whole family went out there for Christmas. And he said, you know what? He said, he said there's a reason and purpose, he says, sometimes when God pulls the rug up from underneath you. He said, how's your prayer life? And it's, again, he's kind of in tune to who I am. And I said, well, I'm praying. He goes, are you really? Are you really praying that, that you know, God is going to open up these doors and, and this is where you're supposed to go? So we started praying because it, it opened my head and mind a little bit. It's like, well, I, I was thinking about ourselves more than what God had for us. So we started praying, and, 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 and my brother's a, a prayer warrior. And, uh, so we spent about three days in prayer. And all of a sudden, and this was before cell phones. Can you imagine, Carly? No cell phones in our life? No cell phone. So the district superintendent had no idea how to get a hold of me. No idea. And, and uh, we went to um, uh, Traverse City. That's where my brother was up in, in Northport. But we went to Traverse City and went to a movie. And on our way back home, uh, Rick passed us, and we pulled over, and he says, some guy from Wabol, South Dakota just called. He said, you're supposed to give him a call back. I have no idea what Wabol, South Dakota is. So I call him up, and he says, you know, he said, uh, he said, we're interested in you coming and being our pastor. And I said, really? I said, where are you? And he told me, and I said, how far are you from this other town? Ten miles. You see, God had a plan where we're supposed to go. And we weren't obedient in it. And he was saying, you know what? Who are you depending on? What kind of decisions are you making without me? So from that time on, we prayed and prayed and prayed about his direction and where it goes. And, and we ended up being out in South Dakota for 12 years. And, and it was a huge blessing. It was a great place to learn ministry. And, 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 and for the people that we served, um, we were able to find two rugrats that needed a home, Riss and Ori, and, and our, our family grew. And, and But even that, I mean, so many decisions that you make in life, you have to look and say, How is, how's God in the middle of this? How in the world do we do what we need to do? So let's keep looking here. Abram, 
dwelt in the land of Canaan. This is verse 12. And Lot dwelt in the city in the plain and, and pitched his tent even as far as Sodom. But the men of Sodom were, were exceedingly wicked and sinful against the Lord. And the Lord said to Abram, after Lot had separated from him, lift your eyes now and look from this place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, and westward. For all the land which you see I give you and your descendants forever. And I will make your descendants as the dust of the earth. So that if a man could number the dust of the earth, then your descendants also could be numbered. Arise and walk in the land through its length and its width, for I give it to you. Then Abram moved, moved his tent and went and dwelt by the, by the temperate trees of, of Mammon, which are the, the, the Hebrew, and built an altar there to the Lord. See, one thing that Abram did, and, and, and we see that he, he falls away a little bit, uh, later in the chapters when God tells him he's going to have a child at a certain age and, and he's thinking you're nuts. Um, but um, every time he did something, he made a point of building an altar and of actually going before the Lord and praying about what he's supposed to be doing, how things are supposed to be. We see in, in, you know, in, in Genesis 14 and in 15, you know, the release of... Uh, of Lot out of uh, out of the, of the wars, and then in, in in chapter fifteen, it's it's a it's a matter of God saying, "Okay, I'm making a covenant with you," and why He did that, and why He was looking at him as as the father of all nations, you know, is because of His righteousness, because He was willing to go to the Lord and, and pray. So that's what I want us to think about today, as far as our walk with the Lord. How are you making decisions? Is it spur of the moment? Uh, for me, for a lot of things in my life, I've just jumped. Uh, I'm real sporadic with with uh, with decisions a lot of times. Um, you know, sometimes it's worked out really well, you know, investment-wise, and sometimes you tank it out and and, and you take a hit. Um, so even with that, you know, with stocks and, and, and investments and things like that, I, I, I put up the prayer. I just don't look at the numbers all the time, but I pray about it and I say, you know what? Lord, where do you want this, and how do you want this to happen? When I came here, when I first met down, sat down with the uh, you all, you know, uh, I was—I don't know if you knew this or not—but I was actually talking with Carmel at the time too. Uh, Carmel is a huge, big, big church compared to us here, um, you know. And 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 to the eyesight, it looked really good. I mean, it really did. You know, they were—they uh, had the contemporary stuff going on, and and it's right in the middle of town. It's a nice place, but then I. I got to uh, talk with Sarah Beth, and I started started communicating and and and, uh, and, and talking to a few of you, and, and then we interviewed over the thing, and it's like, you know, that's exactly where God wants me to be. It's exactly where. So this isn't a fluke that that I'm here. I mean, this is a decision-making process that I sat down with the Lord and and done that, and and I know I know you all did that. You all sat down and you prayed and. In the sermon, some of you are wondering what the heck did we do? But, um, <laughs> but you're, you know, you're, 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 you know, it, 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 it is a process as far as sitting down and saying, you know what, God, what what do you want of us? What's the path that you want us to take? And we can't forget about that, and we can't stop praying about it. Just like when I went, first went into ministry, you know, we prayed and prayed and prayed, and we felt God answered a thing, but we kind of stopped praying about it. So we need to continue doing that for our church here. Again, the Word of God grew and it multiplied. And that's not just about 
you know, um, you know, it's, it's about our spiritual life and, and our growth in the knowledge and the Word of God, but it's also about reaching people for Jesus Christ. We need to be praying for those. Do you realize God's going to open up doors if you're praying for doors to be opened up? You know, not just casual prayers, not just that, but actually being in the Word of God and saying, okay, what are we here for? You see, there's a reason why as soon as you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you didn't get sucked up into heaven in a vacuum. He said, now you have work to do. Go and make disciples. Go and reach the people that we need to be reaching. And that's only by the discernment in the Word of God. Who are we supposed to be reaching? You can all lie all you want and tell me that God doesn't put something on your heart once in a while. But I know He does. There's somebody, a neighbor, a family member, someone in the community. I don't care if you're driving through Burger King. God says you're supposed to invite that person or pray with that person. Stop and do it. Don't deny it. But God will open those things up too as you pray, as you discern, as you sit down at the altar. And what did, what did Abram do? He didn't sit down with his herdsmen necessarily and his, his, his wife uh, Sarai and, and, and those kind of, you know, everyone else. He built an altar and he went off by himself and prayed. You know, it's really hard to get off by yourself. Except when you're alone. I mean, it's, it's, it's really easy then. But I remember growing up with these six rugrats. I couldn't find a place to get alone. Ever. Even in our, in our big homes that we had sometimes, it was like, man, they follow me around all over the place. Every time I want to go spend some quiet time. You know where I ended up going and figuring out where my quiet time was? The bathroom. <laughs> it was me, God, on the throne most mornings. Just, uh, and, and, and it was it's just a matter of you know, saying, okay, this is where I need to shut the door. This is where I need to concentrate and, and, and to be able to actually get in the Word of God sometimes. One of my best friends, you know, Jeff Grove, you know, his worship time is in the shower. He says, man, he says, he says, I take the longest showers. He says, I'm in there praising and singing and, and, and just, just loving on the Lord and he's loving on me. But it's a quiet time. It's setting that time aside. So I encourage you to do that. And, and again, you know, mornings are probably some of the best times for us. But if it's not... Find a time in the afternoon. Block off that time, though, that you're spending with the Lord, sitting at His feet. Now, we don't necessarily have to, you know, walk into church to be praying to God. We, we can take Him with us. He's the first mobile app that probably was ever created. We can access Him 24-7. And to me, that's comforting to know that. To, to know, you know, people think I'm probably nuts sometimes. I'm driving down the street and I'm talking to God and they think they have to do is talking to Himself and, I don't care. And sometimes it's, you know, frustration. And sometimes it's, you know, anger and, and, and all that kind of stuff. But God wants to hear all that stuff. He already knows it anyways. Might as well just tell him. Might as well share it with him. He's okay with that. Attempt spending time with God to discern. And some people have great discernment. Spiritual gift is, your, is discernment for you. A lot of us, it takes a process. It's, it's like, okay, I need to sit down and, and, and think about it. And I have to, have to you know, do things in a logical way. 
Years ago, my dad taught me a way how to make a decision, and it was the pros and cons of everything I do. And I still do that today, for the most part. But the pros and cons is, 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 my, is my walk with God. What's the pros and cons of each decision I'm making as far as what he wants of me and what he wants me to do? So it's a process. It's, it's knowing that, that I have a Lord, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, who are watching over me to help me make decisions. He's not going to allow me to make bad decisions if I'm including him. Amen? But you've got to include him. You've got to include him. And, and I believe Abraham... Abram did that. Lot didn't. Didn't turn out so well with Lot. Turned out okay with, with Abram. And we'll see that as the text go on. I pray the Word of God is starting to grow within you if it wasn't before. And if it was before, I hope it's getting deeper and it's getting taking root even more. Because His promise, His, His direction in our life is the Word of God grew and multiplied. Pretty simple. And through that word of God, it shows us we love God and love people. That's all we got to do. We make it pretty complicated, don't we, sometimes? Just love God and love people. He puts all the rest of it in place. But again, my prayer for you is that you find that quiet place to get by with God. Allow the word to penetrate you and let it flow out of you. And be impactful in this world. People are watching. People are looking. If anyone wants any direction, get a hold of me. Love to love to pray with you. Look at what you're reading, what you're what you're what you're studying. Remember, we have right now media. Use it. It's an incredible tool. And if you haven't got one yet. Um, next week I'm going to have a, something in the thing. I need, I need everybody's email and stuff. I know we got different lists and stuff, but I want to make sure I got the right ones and, and the different things. So I want to be able to send things to everyone and, 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 and help you put tools in your toolbox in order to, to, to allow this word to grow in the multiply. So I pray God opens your hearts and ears and minds a little bit more this week. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as, as we take some quiet worship time, Lord, it's great we do it here collectively and, and corporately, but, but Father, I pray that we're able to set that aside in our life at certain points in the day that, that we can come to you. And Father, it's amazing as we start reading Scripture, even when you read you know, three chapters in a, in a morning, it's 15 minutes. And Father, you bless us with 24 hours. So if we can't give back 15 minutes of reading, convict us. Make us want to do that. Lord, I pray for your word to grow. I pray for it to multiply. And Father, I pray for our territories to be enlarged. Each and every one of us, our, our circle of influence and impact, Lord, I pray that that just expands. But Father, we can't do that without your powerful hand to be upon us. To be able to, to have your power, that, that dunamis power, that dynamite power, Lord. Father, we ask for your blessings. The Lord be with us now as we spend a little time with you. In your son's name.
Thank <laughs> you. 